0: Hello, welcome to the self-learning podcast by Dr. Shushma Singh. Let us start discussion on chapter 6, the challenges of the cultural diversity and our topic is secularism. As we have seen above, the meanings of the term communalism and the communalism are more or less clear despite the bitter controversies between the supporters and the opponents. By contrast the terms secular and secularism are very hard to define clearly although they are also equally controversial. In fact, secularism is among the most complex terms in social and political theory. In the Western context, the main sense of these terms has to do with the separation of church and state. The separation of religious and political authority marked a major turning point in the social history of the West. This separation was related to the process of secularization or the progressive retreat of religion from public life. As it was converted from a mandatory obligation to a voluntary personal practice, secularization in turn was related to the arrival of modernity and the rise of science and rationality as alternatives to religious ways of understanding the world. The Indian meanings of secular and secularism include the western sense but also involve others. The most common use of secular in everyday language is as the opposite of communal. So a secular person or state is one that does not favor any particular religion over others. Secularism in this sense is the opposite of religious Chavanism and it need not necessarily imply hostility to religion as such. In terms of the state-religion relationship, this sense of secularism implies equal respect for all religions rather than separation or distancing. For example, the secular Indian state declares public holidays to mark the festivals of all religions. One kind of difficulty is created by the tension between the Western sense of the state maintaining a distance from all religions and the Indian sense of the state giving equal respect to all religions. Supporters of each sense are upset by whatever the state does to uphold the other sense. Should a secular state provide subsidies for the Hajj pilgrimage or manage the Tripati through Mala temple complex or support pilgrimages to Himalayan holy places? Should all religious holidays be abolished? Living only Independence Day, Republic Day, Gandhi Jayanti, and Ambedkar Jayanti, for example, should a secular state ban cow slaughter because cows are holy for a particular religion? If it does so, should it also ban pig slaughter because another religion prohibits the eating of pork? If Sikh soldiers in the army are allowed to have long hair and wear turbans, should Hindu soldiers also be allowed to shave their heads or Muslim soldiers allowed to have long beards? Questions of this sort lead to passionate disagreements that are hard to settle. Another set of complications is created by the tension between the Indian state's simultaneous commitment to secularism as well as the protection of minorities. The protection of minorities requires that they be given special consideration in a context where the normal working of the political system places them at a disadvantage vis-a-vis the majority community but providing such protection immediately invites the accusation of favoritism or appeasement of minorities opponents argue that the secularism of this sort is only an excuse to favor the minorities in return for their votes or other kinds of support. Supporters argue that without such special protection, secularism can turn into an excuse for imposing the majority community's values and norms on the minorities. These kinds of controversies become harder to solve when political parties and the social movements develop a vested interest in keeping them alive. In recent times, communalists of all religions have contributed to a deadlock. The resurgence and newly acquired political power of the Hindu communalist has added a further dimension of complexity. Clearly, a lot need to be done to improve our understanding of secularism as a principle and our practice of it as a policy. But despite everything, it is still true. That India's constitution and the legal structure has proved to be responsibly effective in harding the problems created by various kinds of communalism. The first generation of leaders of independent India who happened to be overwhelmingly Hindu and upper caste choose to have a liberal secular state governed by a democratic constitution. Accordingly, the state was conceived in culturally neutral terms and the nation was also conceived as an inclusive territorial political community of all citizens. Nation building was viewed mainly as a state-driven process of economic development and social transformation. The expectation was that the universalization of citizenship, rights, and the induction of cultural polarities into the democratic process of open and competitive politics would evolve with new civic equations among ethnic communities and between them the state these expectations may not have materialized in a manner expected but ever since independence the people of india through their direct political participation and election verdicts have repeatedly asserted their support For a secular constitution and state, their vices should count. Now, let us wind up the session and thank you very much for engaging yourself with the self-learning podcast.